about a month ago, we had a very well-deserved break from school where I did a whole lot of nothing. You know, saw some family, read some books, binged an unhealthy amount of Gossip Girl, and between all that, I ended up reading this book called In Praise of Profanity by Michael Adams. The book itself was actually really enjoyable, which was a pleasant surprise for a fiction fanatic such as myself. The topic was well-researched, the writing was concise and eloquent, and it was humorous and entertaining to read. I really enjoyed the author's deep analysis of the social and cultural implications between the positive and negative stimmas around cursing, as well as the book's in-depth looks at what defines vulgarity and objective offensiveness. But for a book of pr- about profanity, I noticed a distinct lack of profanity. <laughs> Luckily, you've got me, self-proclaimed professional cursor Emma Frasheri, to rectify this error. Today, I will be discussing common swear words as well as some of the more offensive insults used by the current generation. After all, since this book was published in 2016, it's slightly outdated, and youth culture has developed more ways to insult each other than ever before. If you want the roots and the backstory as to how that happened, well, that's an episode for another day. Or who knows, tweet at Adams, maybe he'll write a sequel. For now though, let's get started with some classics. Fuck, the act of having sex with someone. This is probably one of the most common, if not the most common, swear word spitted out by folks. Seriously, it's used to express almost all forms of intense emotion, from when you stub your toe, to when you find out you have another useless test you have to dread about until next week. (sighs) Goodbye, weekend. But hearing the word isn't always a bad thing. For example, when you talk to your friends about something good that's happening, they're gonna let out a fuck, great job, dude, as a term of praise. I personally like it as a way to express excitement. If I hear that my friends want to go to a movie that I've been anticipating, I'll let out a fuck yeah. Those examples also kind of tie into my next point, that part of the popularity of the word is because of how well it pairs up with other words, and how that changes the meaning. Fuck yeah for total agreement, what the fuck for genuine confusion. Putting the word in a sentence gives it a completely new context, making it a very versatile word that is suitable in almost any situation, except maybe a job interview. Shit is next on the chopping block. It really is just another word for feces, or poop, for those of you who haven't gotten uncomfortably intimate with your biology textbook like I have. This word is just as popular as the aforementioned fuck, but for completely different reasons. The context doesn't matter as much when using shit, because no matter what, shit is used more as a metaphor for when something just sucks. And that's what makes it great. For instance, if I was listening to some generic pop song, I'd probably say, damn, this is really shitty. The meaning here is the same no matter how I phrase a sentence. I think the song is bad. And that's the beauty of this swear. It's simplicity. It is a universal indicator for when something has gone wrong. Maybe it doesn't have as many literary uses and isn't a very creative swear, but sometimes a well-placed shit is just what we need to get through the day. Bitch. The definition may be female dog, but this word is used primarily as an insult. When you hit someone with this word, then the person usually displays qualities of vanity, jealousy, shallowness, and just plain meanness on a more regular basis. This word is typically directed towards women, but since this is 2020, I find myself and many other cussers out there calling males bitches as well. You heard it here, folks. Profanity for equality. Back to the topic on hand. 
Bitch can also be a term of endearment amongst friends. I find that it's a nice blend between the satisfying simplicity of shit and the ability to contextualize it, like fuck. It's a very different situation if I walk up to my friend and say, Bitch, you gotta check out this show I saw yesterday, than if I were online playing Smash Ultimate, yelling, You think you're tough? Bring it, bitch! at my opponent after losing for the 18th time in a row. I'm not really good at that game. So that covers some more of your classic swears, but in this age of social media and increasing insecurities, surely we found more ways and words to vent our frustrations. You've come to the right place. Let's talk about some profane phrases that developed in more recent years, or is mostly used in the digital world. I think it would bring a more timely touch, if you will. So next time your teenager insults you, you'll know it, and finally be able to punish them for their potty mouth. Suck my dick. The 90s had eat my pants. Well, this is the, albeit less creative, version. I love this phrase because no matter how many times you use it, it just doesn't lose its charm or effectiveness. It's fun to use as both an insult or when you're feeling annoyed or petty with someone. Not to mention, I find this swear comes with more varieties, such as the PG-13 version, suck it, or my personal favorite, blow me. This phrase is also perfect for sarcastic humor and other kidding situations amongst friends. It also works great with other swears and body parts, especially when you want to offend. I assure you, if your opponent walks away feeling confused, disgusted, and mildly aroused after you told them to suck my big hairy balls, then you've done something right. Thought. This is actually an acronym for that hoe over there. Of course, when used in conversation, that isn't the direct meaning or translation, but it can be used in that context, especially when gossiping about someone. But the main meaning for this word is mostly used like the word bitch. Unlike bitch, it isn't used so much as a term of endearment, but more as an insulting sense. It's used online a lot, especially on degenerative websites such as Reddit or 4chan, which, if you don't know what that is, don't look it up. Um, And it's also in reference to people who send a lot of nudes as well. I appreciate it because it's taking an old and repetitive swear and revitalizing it into something more new and unique. And if you ever want to shut down an argument, nothing quite possesses the insulting power of a skillfully used begone thought. I think that's where we're going to leave it for today. Thank you for joining me on this impromptu swearing 101 guide. It was actually very fun for me to make. Despite the obscene nature, I actually really enjoy swearing and hearing swears in daily life. To me, at least, swearing is a form of self-expression. I find nothing conveys emotion as these powerful words do, especially in a positive or humorous context. Profanity is incredibly amusing to me, and I hope to convey a similar sense of joy to whoever listens to this podcast. I personally believe that rather it be obscene, swears should be funny and witty words for people to enjoy and banter with. Thank you for listening all this time, and I highly recommend you read the book that inspired this stream, In Praise of Profanity, which I'm sure you can find at your local library or bookstore. Goodbye, everybody. This is Emma Frasheri, over and out.